DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Draftheads, what is going on? Welcome back to the Key Pass Collective. We are on a World Cup break. So uh, you you thought that the draft material, the draft analysis was going to stop? No, absolutely not. Here at the Key Pass Collective, we, uh, we go right on through. So we're back. We're going to talk some draft. We're going to talk some Premier League. Uh, I hope you're not, um, you're not in full break mode yet. But reminder, who am I? My name is Joe Williams. I'll be your host for this episode. Uh, and who is the Key Pass Collective? We are, of course, the audio companion to the Draft Society website. Draft Society is the audio companion. Nope. <laughs> no. The Draft Society is <laughs> the written electronic companion to this podcast, where you can find your ranks, your stats, your articles, everything else that you need um, to dominate the draft game. It appears my brain is, is actually already on World Cup break as well, but that's fine. Um, so anyway, check out the draft society. Uh, we're pretty proud of it. It's an amazing site and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's an independent fantasy site. So give us some support, give us some love. Okay. Uh, one thing I want to shout out before we jump into the actual pod, uh, is the world cup because I know it's the world cup that never should have happened. Um, but you know, let's be honest, most of us are still going to watch it anyway. So if you want to have a little bit of fantasy footy in your life and you want to, um, you know, play a game that still uses very similar, basically the same scoring to fan track slash Taga scoring. Well, we actually have through the draft society and the amazing ingenuity of, Colin Greaves, who is a wizard. Uh, we have a, a perfect 11 game that uh, will be running through the, the World Cup. And that is through the Draft Society. Check out our Twitter, at Draft underscore Society. Um, you can sign up for our World Cup Perfect 11. Basically, you're picking which players you want to start every single round, meaning you know every single game of the group stage and then every single game of the knockout stage. You're going to pick your players. No restrictions, except for you have to field a full 11. Um, you can pick whoever you like. Your goal is just to pick the ones that are going to score the best. Uh, so you're going to have to look at matchups. You're going to have to look at which players are in form. Uh, all these things, it's going to be an absolute blast. And even better, the Draft Society is going to be uh, rewarding the winner with uh, a 2022 FIFA World Cup kit of their choice. So join it up. It's totally free. Check out our Twitter. Uh, you can just fill out the Google form to basically join, and that will be shared with you. Everything will be done within one giant, basically, Excel spreadsheet. Uh, again, Colin's a wizard. It's amazing. Check it out. It's awesome. Can't say enough about it. Okay. Uh, we're going to get into it. This show, <clears throat> the first thing we're going to do is talk about um, what's happening over in Brentford, which is quite unfortunate. Uh, but then after that, we're going to have a segment we call the Fantasy Podium. Three players of similar fantasy value, or you could say perceived value, and we are going to rank them rest of season and discuss why. 
Speaking of rankings, it's actually pretty apt that we have uh, Robbie on the show today because, Robbie, you produce our rest of season weekly rankings for the Inner Circle members. Um, and you do a lot of other stuff behind the scenes. You, I just feel like you, you're not uh, you're not front and center enough. We we need to hear from you more. But but how are you? Tell tell us how you've been since we've heard your your lovely voice last. I'm good, Joe. I'm good. Um, yeah, it's been a while, isn't it? Have I not been on one since the uh, the preseason pods? I can't, can't even remember now. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's, don't, yeah, I don't keep track. It's been I don't a bit of a blur. You. Yeah, it's been a bit of a blur this first. Uh, <laughs> first uh, 16 game weeks of the season like more of a sprint than anything else isn't it um yeah i don't know i've not been up to much i'm just sort of looking forward to the uh the world cup coming up and um trying to uh just saying before we uh we uh started recording i'm gonna try and get the monday uh, afternoon off work so i can watch the england and iran game with uh with the buddies also off work so um yeah get some beers down me all good there you go yeah. there you go um, but yeah, so uh, but yeah, hopefully my um, my weekly rankings um, will help me with this one. Um, I, I actually did quite a, a sort of a I went through it in a bit more detail than um, I tried to go through in a bit more detail with all the injury um, yeah, yeah. Um, issues and things like that that might come up um, in terms of uh, who will be back after the World Cup and things like that. So um, obviously we'll have more details near the time when we drop the consensus ranks. But hopefully at the moment it's it's a reasonable uh, reflection of where we are. Yeah, it, it is a tough one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like you said, there, there definitely will be, will be injuries. There will be uh, players who have, you know, been in form players who've been, I don't know, haven't started a minute for their national team. So it, it'll be interesting to see um, mm-hmm. what coaches or what managers make of uh, the, the developments during the, uh, the world cup. But, but yeah, huh? Interesting. Um, well, Speaking of somebody who's recently traveled internationally, much like many of these players, see, that's great, pretty awesome segue. You got to hand it to me. Um, Ryan, Ryan, welcome back and congratulations, my friend. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, got uh, got married last week. It was uh, incredible. Um, my now wife deserves a, a ton of credit for putting together the wedding of the the century i'm not saying that just because it was my wedding that was fantastic <laughs> she delivered a cultural experience everybody uh had a great time went past 3 a.m um oh wow suffice it to say i'm, I'm now sick uh, nice. because of it so it shows you how much of a good time that we had but uh, yeah back stateside and uh yeah i'm gonna push through beautiful yeah well we <laughs> we appreciate it man you got to be tired and like you said you're not feeling well so yeah. And then also Robbie's up at, you know, what, 11, almost midnight. So, yeah, this might be a shorter one, but, uh, we're, you know, we're going to we're going to put in the hard work for you folks. Listeners, we, we love you guys. Um, all right, boys, let's get to it then. So this week we've got what probably will end up being a, a pretty big blow to uh, to Brentford, unfortunately. Um, you've got uh, Ivan Tony, who, you know, gambled just a couple of times and, and by a couple you know, of course, I mean like 230. Um, so a lot of people are drawing parallels to Kieran Trippier or Kieran Trippier um, when this happened to him. And it was far fewer games and he missed what, like 10 matches because of it. Um, so let's start with just the blowback for Tony and, and what you guys think might happen there. Does anybody want to kick it off with? Any thoughts on that? If you, I don't know if you, I mean, we don't, we don't need to like 
hypothesize what the hell do we know? But I mean, just mm-hmm. if anybody's seen any uh, official sources or um, people closer to the game who might have some some thoughts on this. Well, the the Trippier one was. Um... Correct me if I'm wrong. It was a, he. He told a couple of his buddies that he was transferring to Atletico Madrid, and to like yeah. wink, wink, put a bet on on that happening, as opposed to like betting on actual games, right? Right, right. Yeah. So that yeah, so that might be a, a slightly different case. I think the the one case that at least I've seen folks um, comparing it to was uh, Joey Barton, who I think <laughs> bet on like six hundred thousand times more games, um, <laughs> which is quite impressive to to be honest. Um, and I think he got like 18 months. So my guess is at minimum um, rest of the season and possibly uh, quite a bit more, maybe next season as well. I'd imagine there's a bit of leniency. Um, so I'm guessing maybe a full season starts from, from now and then he comes back mid-season next season. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. That would be my just you know guess, just straight out of thin air. Um, without much uh, intel, but yeah, I mean, if you're rostering him, you just gotta hold until you hear more uh, info. I think he's got a chance to do an appeal um, right now. So, yeah, let's see if he's got any uh, mitigating circumstances that could uh, get him out of yeah. this. But uh, good luck, yeah. lad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I guess I doubt it. Yeah, I don't know how long an appeal process would go on for, but I mean, the World Cup hasn't come at a good time for it, really, has it? So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. timed it. They timed it well. Yeah, and they got to beat City beforehand to right on top. So, well, I'm grateful yeah. to the FA. Go out with a banger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a shame, isn't it? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, rest of season feels like a sort of, you know, at a, a minimum, really, doesn't it? But um, yeah, we'll see. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's what I'd been hearing. I just I wasn't sure if um if you had if you guys had seen some some sources or anything that's kind of like confirming that. I know nobody really knows at the moment, but still, rest of season is is brutal. Um, mm. you're not going to be able to trade him. I mean, yeah. I mean, I saw one person on um, our, our um, inner circle Discord channel who uh, traded Tony out for Martial. Um, so I mean that's about as much as you're gonna get I think do that in a heartbeat <laughs> I mean any any living body um, <laughs> Who that's in the fan tracks <laughs> settings <laughs> I'm so, I'd, I'd love to hear the uh, rationale for the person who brought in Tony I mean it's just like betting on a on a miracle mm. happening right. just was gonna maybe. drop Martial anyways but yeah man it, I mean, it would take legit miracle yeah, I think maybe it was like a 10 team or something. You might have just picked him up. I don't know. But yeah. I mean, my concern, and as far as rest of season rankings go, Robbie, I mean, my concern is hmm. that this hurts basically every Brentford asset. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting one because I remember um, a while back when Tony was suspended. Well, actually, it wasn't too long ago, was it, against um, Forrest? And I was quite high on um, Bumo. Just just purely because he's going to be up top now and he's going to be on pens, which just gives him a bit more. He's probably going to, you know, get some better chances. And yeah. whether, you know, whether they'll be able to generate the chances without Tony there is a different question. But um, against Forrest, it seemed like a good bet. But um, obviously that worked out in the end because he got the pen and actually did ghost a bit. But I think with, you know, rest of season against tougher teams, it's you know maybe a more difficult sell really that, 
that he's going to improve that much, if you will. Um, but I think certainly he would be one that I would maybe give an uptick to, but the rest, you're right. I mean, if they're not going to feed him, then who are they going to feed? Right. Yeah. Oh, man. I It just seems, it seems pretty rough to me in, in terms of... <laughs> I mean, just first of all, just in terms of, I mean, being a Brentford fan, um, any any supporter, it just I feel for you. I know it's a, it's an idiotic thing to have done, but at the same time, it just feels like it's punishing the whole club at this point. And you just lost Erickson. I mean, it's just a rough, rough time. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, they've always got Damsgaard, right, Ryan? <laughs> God. <laughs> I knew. I thought he was dead to all of us, but he's... Popping back up again, isn't he? He apparently is. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll get to see him in the World Cup anyway, right? Right. Right. Mm. I mean, I, so, okay. Play himself into fitness. This is this is the only player I'm even slightly curious about. And I, I feel like, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm like, it's like when you like lay in in back of a truck or something and, and you just allow them to like reverse over you and then like drive forward again and run you over a second time. Like I just, I've already been there with the dams guard thing and I just don't know if I want to do it again. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing it again. I mean, who's, who's he gonna, who's he gonna feed? Like we said that like Jensen possibly dams guard role of, uh, of feeding Tony it depends on Tony being there to get his head on you know, all of these crosses and whatnot. And without that, you're just basically depending on Damsgaard to one, be fit and two, start and actually create something. But again, Tony, uh, Tony would have lifted all ships and now he does the opposite with him being out. So yeah, yeah Brentford are in trouble. What about, um, I think, uh, Joe, you were quite high on, uh, Lewis Potter preseason, right? <laughs> yeah. Preseason. I sure was. Um, yep. <laughs> And that's not that's you never not know. really you never know. Damn guard's little brother. Yeah. Not really a thing anymore. <laughs> um no, uh so far KLP has all of the hallmarks of like a Dan James where <laughs> you know he's like he's like a speedy winger, you know, you watch him play and he's got he seems to have something there about him, but it's just it doesn't translate into fantasy points and usually into really any sort of attacking returns at all i mean surely they surely they buy somebody in january i mean this does also happen at a uh, opportune time for for brentford in that sense that um, sure, yeah. they don't have to play another game without them and um before they get a chance to to hit the test the market and buy somebody else uh, to replace them so yeah that could yeah, be that's... exciting the uh new signing that they they bring in to replace them but yeah, it's you're not going to be able to fully replace him. Yeah, interesting. All right, any other thoughts on Brentford before we move on? All right, really. and we'll get to some more, some happier uh, fodder here. Okay, we're going to jump into what I'm calling the fantasy podium. I didn't spend too long thinking of that name. I can probably come up with something better for next time, but it's fine. It's pretty good. Okay, all right, thank you. Um, <laughs> so we have three players. Similar fantasy value, either real or perceived fantasy value. Um, and we're going to rank them rest of season. So based upon um, whether or not we'd want to roster them, um, you could even, you know, if you're basing it on uh, 
rest of season points, sure. Um, rest of season, you know, how valuable they might be to your fantasy team, sure. Um, just rest of season, how do we value these players? One, two, three. So we're going to try to focus on players who, you know, have similar values and who are like sort of, they could go either way, really. Um, and and they might be kind of a toss up. So maybe some to, to try to deal for over the, the World Cup break if your league has not kind of like locked its rosters um, or some to just think about as you as you sort of mull things over over this uh, this break in, in the action. So let's start at the forward position. Darwin Nunez, Wilfred Zaha, and Mitrovic. Nunez, Zaha, Mitrovic. Rest of season, how do you like them, Robbie? Um, I mean, I think you have to take Mitro up top there, but it's a it's a wait and see, you know, how he comes out of the World Cup, really, because he's basically been killing himself for Serbia <laughs> um, during the international breaks before so um, with the with the ankle injury that he keeps sort of uh, um, we missed the last couple of games about so I, I've still I still take him above I think but Nunez is I mean I think Jota's meant to be out for quite a bit longer isn't he from in terms of after the the World Cup so I think so yeah. I think he's got a pretty you know I mean Diaz will be back so that will change up the dynamic that from what we've seen recently. Um, but he's just been like ridiculous the last few games. So mm-hmm. um, I think his form in terms of points for start is like 19. So it's just like, you know, crazy numbers really. Um, and Zahar, I mean, after the next couple of games, I think they've got, was it Bournemouth and Fulham? After that, I just, I don't want to know. <laughs> Although he'll probably turn up against the uh, the harder teams anyway, as he does. But, um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, I, I think Mitro Nunez and then uh, Zaha for me. Um, but um, the the Nunez one's a, an interesting situation because he could, you know, he could be like his ceiling is so high if he gets the game time. Exactly. Yeah, and that's why I included him in this one because I just mm-hmm. he is the question mark in this in this set, I feel like, because mm-hmm. he has been so on it recently and it feels like he's finally adapted to the Premier League. Um I mean, he he's really just been so lively in in the matches that he's played recently and and when you watch mm-hmm. him, you you just feel like he's finally starting to get it. Um so I just I kind of wonder if if there's any chance he could keep this up. I mean, he's already at a 13.1 uh, mean points per start. So Mitrovic yeah. being, what, f- almost 15, um, that's still a decent gap. But if, if Nunez could keep up any sort of glimmer of what he's doing now, he could easily surpass that. Yeah, and, and don't forget that that 13.1 points per start includes you know, the game where he got a red card and he's only started seven games. So, Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, you know, going off his, like his expected points per night, he's like 19, you know, if you take that red card out and which is just, you know, it's, it's crazy numbers. It's up there with KDB and that. So yeah. Um, yeah. Um, potentials there, but you know, it's just still, still a big risk taking him over Mitro, who, you know, is just going to bosh out like every game he's going to be there and, and he's been scoring for fun. So yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, Zahar definitely a you know a lowly third for me. Yeah, he he's been he's been rough to to roster lately. Mm. But um, yeah, we can we can talk about Zaha in a minute if you want. But Ryan, what's your order on these guys? 
Um, I kind of agree with Robbie. I think you could make the argument that given the uncertainty with Mitro's injury, I mean, missed a couple games going into the World Cup, going to have a rough World Cup um, that's not going to get any better. So today, I think you could make an argument that Nunez is is above Mitro if you think that um, you know he's just going to go from, from strength to strength. I mean, he's obviously with Uruguay in the World Cup as well, but seems fit and firing so if if both tip top uh healthy i mean you got to give the edge to, to mitro given that he's he's proved that uh he can do it but if you were you know incorporating the injury concerns uh today i mean you could make an argument for for nunez uh, number one but long wind up into i think i'm going to go the same hmm. uh, as robbie mitro nunez uh wilf wilf Oh, man, he's such an interesting one. And I'm, I'm going to group, I think, Wilf and Anderson together. You think that, you know, they're <laughs> doing actually pretty well early season with this crazy schedule. So when they start playing some easier uh, teams and poorer opposition, that they're just going to get even better. But they all got worse. <laughs> yeah, um, they did. They bar, bar Eze. So it's like, I want to play Wilf against, you know, Liverpool, not uh, not Brentford or, <laughs> or Forest. It's like... It's it's they're a weird weird bunch. Um, so yeah, it, it's really hard to value um, Zaha at the moment because he's he's such a live wire. Um, but yeah, if you offer, I have Zaha in one league. If you offer me Nunez, I would take it in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, yep. So Toddy's favorite. Uh, sorry, Robbie. Toddy's favorite uh, metric: quality starts. Um, <laughs> care of overthinking football. Zaha. Quality starts, forty six percent. So those are starts where he performs better than is it fifty the fiftieth percentile? How many are Q ninety? Q ninety? Oh God, um, zero. Oh, oh great. <laughs> <laughs> Put in shifts. Q ninety listeners means um, starts where he's performed better than ninety percent of um, the mm. competition in that week. Yeah, my I don't know. My my thinking was that you know the the times where he did do well, he did really well, and then oh the sure, the time it's been sort of a, a bust, but um, clearly not. <laughs> no, he hasn't had many of those like thirty point games no. that he had at the latter part of last season, which is what I was kind of banking on. I can do with the middling couple points with dispossessions, but as long as he mm. counteracts it with some thirty pointers, and he does just have been lacking. Yeah. So Mitrovic, on the other hand. Mitrovic, on the other hand, ninety percent quality starts. So ninety percent of the time, he's he's performing in the upper half of all forwards. Five of those have been Q ninety, so better than ninety percent of the other the other forwards. As far as Nunez is concerned, seventy one percent quality start, and uh, two of those have been Q seventy five, where he's better than seventy five percent, and one has been Q ninety. I'll take that. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I think Zaha's the clear loser here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're about to talk about another Palace asset here. Um, unless you guys want to uh, to pause and talk about anything else with those three players. No, I'm all good. Good to go? Good. All right. So we have Miguel Almiron, the <laughs> name on everyone's lips recently. 
Um, especially, no, I'm not going to go there. It's been said too many times. Miguel Almoron, Andres Pereira, which is an interesting one, and Eberichi Eze. Rest of season, how do you rank these guys, Ryan? This is a good. This is a good group. Really um, good, right? Intriguing. Um, man, my personal favorite is as a um, just because I don't know if you can trust Pereira to keep this up rest of season. Um, Pereira in the last like couple weeks, bar this uh, last game week before the World Cup was putting up ridiculous numbers. Um, if I knew that he could, if I had a decent amount of faith that he could keep that up, he would be number one with a bullet. Mm. Um, but I don't know if he can, especially if uh, if Mitro um, continues to have a knock. You kind of saw what, what that did to uh, him and Willian um, this past game week where they both put uh, put up some stinkers. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, yeah, they just, the key passes just aren't there if you can't uh, get that fleshy Serbian forehead on the on the end of them. <laughs> um, so I, and, and Eze has just kind of um, been the the fantasy uh, savior for, for Palace in, in recent weeks. He just keeps keeps producing when everybody else is, is tanking. So I think Eze will get a nice little rest um, and just, yeah, crack on. Um, Almiron, I mean, you got to give it to him. He keeps keeps producing, but it's it's going to come to an end at some point. And with around five ghost points, it's just he's going to have a fair amount of weeks where he drops five to six. Um, and I don't know if if many of these other two will will have many of those types of weeks. So I'm going to be a little bit unorthodox and say as a Pereira Almiron. Interesting. Okay, this is literally why I asked this particular question because <laughs> Almiron is the one to me that I feel like we we really need to talk about from from a metrics standpoint. So, hmm. Robbie, what are your thoughts on on these three? Yeah, well, I actually I included Almiron in my hot or cold article was it a couple of weeks back, um, and just sort of went in a little bit on you know his underperformance of XG historically, which is like. At about 0.6 or something and at the moment i think at the time of writing i think he was at you know 1.6 or something overperforming. yeah it's, i mean it's, it's just a crazy difference that's a lot and it, yeah and like and it's clearly unsustainable but it's yeah sort of like well i don't know maybe he maybe he's an average finisher now um, now he's got confidence and he's playing on that you know right side cutting in just pinging off shots with his left foot. I don't know. It's a it's really really difficult one to quantify, especially with how well Newcastle are playing just generally. Um, but with ASM back, is he the big man? You know, as he as he has been um, uh, rescuing Newcastle every game. So yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really difficult one with him. I I have no idea. Um, but it it's interesting you you pick out those three players as well because when and actually, if you look at their, again, going back to the expected stats, the expected points per 90, yeah. Eze's at 10.3, Almer on 9.9, and Pereira's on 10.1. So, like, they're just all much of a muchness, but, you know, um, Almeron's just absolutely smashed it, especially recently. Um, and, and to be fair, Pereira has as well, just... Um, sure. Fulham had a really nice run of fixtures, and they just, you know, he was just supplying Mitro, like, um, so well, so I, I, I think as a, 
is more likely to be the one who keeps it up consistently. Um, so again, I'm with Ryan. I and I, I sort of trust like Vieira and that and that team and his role in that team. Um, whereas with Pereira, I mean, you know, Wilson coming back and Willie Anders, does he lose out on some set pieces, which is basically the route to all his points with the key passes? Um, and and Almiron, can he, you know, realistically, can he keep that up? And um, yeah, so I'll go Eze and I'll be, I'll, I'll still go Almiron ahead of Pereira though. Um, That's I think interesting. He's been playing well enough. Okay. I, I feel like for me, they're, they're, several narratives at play here right so with Almiron we've sort of been talking about regression to the mean right regression to the norm um you don't you don't normally keep this up like the only player who really keeps this type of thing up over overperforming xg so much um was Jamie Vardy in that one year remember mm. Yeah, and and so it just it doesn't happen that often, and so I think we're right to be a little bit skeptical. At least I hope we are. Um, mm. And and then with with Pereira, of course, people talk about the easy run of form or the run of fixtures in the in the beginning, and then how it's going to get harder. Then with Eze, though, my my concern is this team sucks. Is that recency bias, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like Ryan was saying, like, we were all so excited for this, you know, brilliant run where they were supposed to, all these players were supposed to shine for us and, like, really reward us for holding on to them. And the yeah, exact to, opposite has happened. To be fair, as it has, I mean, aside from the last game week, he's basically yeah. still putting up those numbers. So um, he's been, you know, and, and him and, and Aliso. Being, you know, that sort of shining light, if you will, yeah, um, uh, in the team. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer still. <laughs> yeah. Would would you? Okay, so I, I would take that to mean that you would trade Almiron for either of these other guys. Uh, I, I've I've got Almiron over over Pereira, but yeah, I, I would for Eze. Yeah. Okay. Ryan. Uh, yeah, I think you could probably get more for Almiron given the the recent numbers and the hype. But yeah, if pressed, I would settle for that for sure. Interesting. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I like that. I like that grouping. It's just it's it's an interesting one with just everything that's going on um, with those teams and especially just with with uh, Newcastle's form being white hot as it is. I do worry a little bit about players coming back from injury. And whether or not Almiron continues to see the amount of playtime that he he currently is, I I mean I agree you can't bench him, but at the same time, you know does he does he maybe get pulled earlier? Does he not go full nineties as much? Um, we we've sort of gr- grown accustomed to seeing him play like sixty minutes uh, in years past. Remember? Yeah, yeah I mean that's fair. Yeah, it, I'm. He's not managed by Steve Bruce anymore, so um, <laughs> <laughs> true. You know, I, Unfortunately. I have confidence. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move along to the next three. So three players that uh preseason you never, ever, ever would have thought you'd be uh hearing uttered in the same breath. And that of course is Bernardo Silva, Pascal Gross, and Alex Awobi. Just Christ. incredible. 
So this is where we are at this point. Um, unfortunately, you know, Bernardo Silva, we know what's happened with him. And well, actually, we don't, but we know what his, his numbers look like, and they're not great. Uh, Pascal Gross, unfortunately, under Deserbi, has just really tailed off. So we're not quite sure what to make of that. I don't think yet, unless either of you, you know, have have a crystal ball, which I'd love to hear. And then Alex Iwobi, you know, go figure. He's the player who continues to defy uh, all expectation this season and uh, has quietly become one of the best waiver wire pickups of the entire season for for anybody, really. Um, potential league winner, I think, if if people just have him as a midfielder four or whatever it is. So, um, Robbie, let's come back to you. These three guys, how do you rate them? Um, I'm just going to go with the obvious, to be honest. I'll, I'll take Bilva, then oh. Gross, then, um, then OAB. I mean, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know um, Bernardo Silva's not, you know, his, his form anyway hasn't been great. I mean, I think he's on 8.6 in the last, points per start in the last six. So it's, you know, it's, it's a bit... <laughs> It's not great, is it? But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and and Gross obviously, you just his role in the team is is a difficult. One. I mean, I didn't actually watch the match, but I think I saw the lineups, and he was at right back. Is that right? Did, what did he actually play there though? Because I know sometimes the lineups. Yeah, maybe not, but um, yeah, yeah, it was just like a um, yeah. So I just saw that and went, yeah. But I mean, to be honest, he, he he literally put up a goose egg as well. I think he got like, was it minus half a point or something? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a. But then he scored the other week as well. So I, I really I, I don't know what to make of him, but I think he's got enough upside and that you sort of have to take him over Iwobi because Iwobi's he's been all right, but the the form more recently hasn't been um, that good. Again, his form is six point three, so you know it's he's sort of settling into not getting any returns, um, which is basically just Everton in general um, at the moment. Um, so I'm, I'm, I sort of, I have more faith in Brighton than I do in Everton to actually, um, you know, get some attacking uh, returns. So um, that's why I'd take him over him and Bilva, there's just the ceiling there, you know, playing for City. And um, yeah, I think I'd, I'd still want to, uh, to bet on him too to be better uh, rest of the season. I mean, I, I worry, though. What do you make of, of Gross not even starting some matches? I mean, that's what we're used to anyway, right? It's not I suppose. <laughs> previous seasons, with, with Potter, it's not much yeah. different, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, I don't think Iwobi's that good that you're going to care too much about Gross starting, I don't know, 75%, 60% of games, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. sense. Okay. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I think I'm in in the same boat. Um, Awobi's just more of a a steady Eddie. I'd I'd feel more confident him getting seven to eight if I needed it, um, as opposed to depending on Grocer or Bilva. But just has a a ceiling that's a lot lower than than Bilva and Gross. Um, Bilva to Gross debate is interesting um pps is is pretty similar um they've both been kind of boom or bust um of late both have kind of changing roles um this season both face rotation so 
they're both kind of a nightmare to roster on their own. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Bill has got to be best, especially if you have a, a city stack. Um, if they're separately and you don't, then it's it's kind of a coin flip with uh, with Gross. So uh, I'll give Bilva the slight edge, but yeah, that one's pretty close. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I'm with you guys. I just thought, I, I mean, I don't know. It will be that kind of dark horse flyer that... Um, if you truly believe in him, you know, maybe some people will get rewarded. I think the difference between the three of these for me is that, you know, Bernardo Silva, he, ha- he has the capability of, of dropping you 15 to 25. And it is really not out of the realm of possibility of it happening consistently, you know? And when I say that, I mean like once every, you know, three to four weeks, maybe, but, but still, right. Those are the kind of points that, that can win you matchups that can win you game weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I think my worry with him is his, his ghosts have dropped off a bit as well. So um, from, from last season. So it's a bit, you, you know, he's more reliant on those attacking returns. So, I mean, you'd hope he'd get them with, you know, feeding Harlan, but it's, um, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I just, I'm not as confident um, in him as I would have been last season. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, looking into Wobi's numbers, I think it's interesting just to to mention the fact that, you know, he is only 33% reliant on goals, assists, and clean sheets. He's got a decent ghost point floor, um, which listeners, of course, is uh, those are the points that are scored not from attacking returns for, especially from midfielders. Um, so those are points that you're going to get from just doing other things on the pitch uh, that can be duplicated and that can be done multiple times a match to hopefully you know <laughs> dick up the box score yeah i mean six ghost points per start i'm not sure it's it's not a world beater no sure sure i just yeah i think he, he doesn't have that <laughs> reliance because he doesn't score or resist much i mean yeah he got a couple of <laughs> he got a couple of returns early on didn't he but um, okay so, fair enough it fair can enough. be a good problem to have <laughs> All right, well, Pascal Gross is only at 7.2 ghost points per 90, and he's a 40% reliance on on ghost points for, or sorry, on uh, goals, assists, and clean sheets for his his score. Yeah. It's yeah, not much still... different. No, 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 it's not. He's, he's still better, though. It is... <laughs> <laughs> is that how math works? Shit, I'd... I should have paid attention. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're right in the sense that he he's going to be a more reliable starter, at least, but yeah, I just I don't think it's enough for me to give up gross room. I'm with you guys. I just mm. I like playing devil's advocate on this one. Do you um, have gross in one of your teams, Joe? I don't. Uh, I don't actually. No. <laughs> oh, well, but I was wondering if this was a uh, what do I do with it? <laughs> no, it's and it's funny. I'm so frustrated. Oh, no, but we've had this conversation with with Gavin, right? Because yeah. Um, it looked like he was an absolute genius for drafting gross where he drafted him. He was really high on him going into the draft. Um, I think he took him like an early fourth round maybe. And uh, I remember asking him maybe on a podcast or I can't remember when it was, but I, I asked him like, why did you go gross there? It just seemed like it was a little bit early. And he, he was like, yeah, I was, I was really, I'm just really high on him this year. And it came to fruition up, unfortunately up until, until Potter left. Yeah. Um, I was just going to check it cause I was in that draft. So <laughs> Um, that is pretty pretty early. 
uh, fifth yeah. round. Oh, was it fifth? Okay, all right, fifth. Yeah, but, the, so, but there uh, were other there were other players who were according to fifth, ADP yeah. who were going a lot earlier than that. Um, and Gross was expected to slip quite a ways, I think, still. And uh, it was considered sort of a quote unquote reach for Gavin to have taken him there. Uh, and that's why it kind of drew my attention. Yeah, I mean, when you have a look at the guys who are available, I mean, you had Gordon, Tielemans, Thiago, Perisic, Gundogan. Um, those are the guys who went straight afterwards. So, I mean, I think I remember getting Eze around there. Yeah, I mean, I actually took Eze that round in like early fifth round. Um, so th- this was late fifth. So yeah, yeah. By the t- I mean, yeah. So you're, you're almost like fifth, sixth round by that point. It's it's worth a punt, I reckon. It's good value for yeah for Gross, mm-hmm. especially the way he started the season. Mm-hmm. I hope he I hope he kicks on. I I love him as a player. Obviously, Fantrax legend, Taga legend. For sure. Yeah. All right, let's move right along, boys. So we're gonna deal with some more forwards. These ones, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll talk through it. So uh, Dominic Solanke, Genie's boy, we'll call him. Um, <laughs> Brian Bomo, and one. Gedesh, who has been incredible lately. Thank you, Ryan, for convincing me to pick him up. But the question is, <laughs> the question is, does it continue? I'm going to go ahead and uh, take this one. Do this. I'm going to go Gedesh, number one. Shocker. Then <laughs> I'm going to go Solanke. Then I'm going to go on Bomo. Um, Gedesh, you know, new league. Bah, 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 bah. Everybody's writing his obituary two months in absurd um <laughs> i'll admit that he had obviously a, a few really down weeks lost his spot um but he's such a good player that he knew he was going to come good at some point so i'm glad you picked him back up joe um <laughs> passing passing the eye test and with you know lopetegi coming in um i wish that uh Gedish wasn't going to the World Cup with Portugal, and he'd have you know the months uh, to work with uh, Lopetegui. Yeah. But um, but still, their Wolves are going to get better. They have to. Um, you know, there's nowhere to go but up. Plus, Lopetegui is a great coach, and like I said, he'll have a a bit of time over the break to uh, to get him going. Um, and yeah, Gedish is one of those guys that can uh, has the opportunity to ghost with different uh, set pieces. Plus. He can uh, he can score a goal, um, so he just he's above and beyond uh, the ceiling of uh, of these other two. Slanky did better, I'll, I'll admit, than than I thought. Um, I mean, historically, he's always been uh, goal dependent. That little stretch of Bournemouth was was really impressive, um, but I I think that's over. I mean, that's I'd rather depend on someone like Geddes than Slanky dropping nineteen or two. Um, <laughs> And yeah, Bomo, I think he'll he'll benefit from the penalties with Tony leaving, but nothing else really. Um, so maybe if maybe if Brentford get, um, like I said, somebody to decent to replace Tony, and like they form some sort of um, fruitful partnership or link up, yeah, and that changes things. But as of today, yeah, I just I think uh, I think Gedish has the the best potential upside second half of the season given the circumstances. That that's fair. My, my my question is only like uh, in terms of your Solanke and Bomo ranking. There, would you have flipped those had Tony not 
had his debacle? No, I don't think so. Okay. It just gets worse. <laughs> yeah, I think I I still would have given the nod to Slinky, but it just makes okay. it even more kind of egregious, the gap. All right. Interesting. Robbie, let's hear it. Well, I think you've convinced me, Ryan. Oh, hey. We're <laughs> <laughs> here for I, I, Yeah. Um, yeah, initially I had been thinking Solanke and then Guedes and then uh, Mbumo, but yeah, I was just re-looking at some of the numbers and they're just like, like Solanke's massively overperforming his XGs, like on 6.8 expected points per 90 and 9.2 points per 90. So oh, wow. I, I, yeah, I don't really... He's been banging them in. Yeah, exactly. And I think you're right in terms of the, that Bournemouth sort of, you know, hit of uh, form just, you know, dwindling out a little bit. And I know obviously over the break they're planning on um, installing the new manager, aren't they? Um, so who knows what will happen on that front. But um, yeah, I just, I, I can't see him keeping it up. Um, but then again, I, I have probably have more faith in him as a as a decent finisher compared to Mbumo, who's just sure. never, ever, you know, well, I don't know his whole career, to be fair. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know, overperformed his XG. So, yeah, it's just a, and he doesn't ghost either. So, but I mean, Solanke's ghost are 4.3. Terrible. <laughs> <For> yeah. <Stark laughs> Christ. So, um, yeah. Um, I mean, what do you do with all that? Yeah, um, Solanke's over 50% reliant on on goals and assists. Yeah. Yeah. Standard. Um, so yeah, I mean, why not take the, you know, the chance on Guedes being a, um, as good as Ryan uh, tells us? Huh? Oh gosh, <laughs> put that on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I will. Um, no, yeah, uh, I'll yeah, take no, it. no, no. We'll we're take all it. putting it on you. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, it's, it's just quite a murky picture, especially once. I mean, I know Neto would probably be a bit while longer, but you got Adama, oh. you got Pedence, you got Neto coming back, yeah. and Jimenez will be. Yeah, I'm assuming will come in to play up top. Um, who knows? Um, maybe they bring Fabio Silva back from his loan. Um, yeah, I, I it, yeah, it, and that you got you know him, Ryan's favorite player Huang. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, what a gem! Yeah, um, so there's a lot of like moving parts, and yeah, it's just predicting the, the number of starts rest of the season, and you know with. I mean, what would you put it, Ryan, like 60%, something like that? Or are you um, more bullish? I think I'm a little bit more bullish. I think I think he's one of those guys that's so versatile that he'll find a slot for him. Mm. I mean, he could play as the main striker. He could play as a winger. Um, mm. he, could, he could even play in the hole. I've seen him play in the hole for Valencia a bit. Um, mm. I think okay. given that versatility and the fact that he's, you know, um, better than... Then most of that uh, front line, I just think he'll find a way to to slot him in. So barring injury, I think um, I think he'll get the most starts out of out of all those players you mentioned. Fair enough. But I, I like mean, him. you know, it's going to depend on on Lopetegui. Let's see. Yeah. Who's this cup of tea? He's Spanish. Um, you know, maybe he has a a soft spot for Adama. Um, although I think I think his time is is basically up once uh, once Neto comes back. But you know, we'll see. Hmm. Whose is Adama's? Yeah, his time is up. Okay, interesting. I, th- I think so. I mean, it's what what's Lopetegui like? What's his stance on on your, you know, hold up striker Huang uh, Costa type? 
Does he does he usually employ one of those, or, or can that role go to more of, you know, more of like a um, a false nine or or more of a mobile, you know, run into the channels type uh, forward? Yeah, I think he's a bit more flexible um, in that. I just remember the old Sevilla teams. They're um, they're like Ben Yetter and some more kind of fluid uh, strikers as opposed to a Diego Costa target man type so Hmm. i think he could play either either way and he'll we'll see if he you know they open up the uh january market to him but um yeah i think i'll just try and get the best of whoever he has so and right now i mean i guess he might um be tempted to go with a a target man of jimenez or or costa but um yeah again i wouldn't be surprised if uh if at least for a few games he gives uh a shot um as the as the main striker but yeah it's it's all in the air all right, I like it. That's a that's another good one, another really good one, um, but not as good as this one in my opinion. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to some defenders. So Reese James, this is great. whoever came up with this one. Bravo, Reese James. Wasn't me. Andrew it was Robertson. Me. Torturous. <laughs> Diogo Delo. Reese James. Andrew Robertson. Diogo Delo. My goodness. Okay, so Robbie, let's come to you first on this one. Um, Man, you've got a lot of question marks. Uh, you've got a lot of players struggling for form, some for fitness. Uh, and then you've got one who is the fantasy darling maybe of this entire season. Maybe yeah. uh, Mitrovic aside. Yeah. yeah so how no, do you no. rank them? Well, going off my uh, weekly ranks, I've <laughs> I've got Robertson just ahead of James and then Dallow just a bit below interesting and yeah which is a i guess it's that with it's, it's like you say it's such a difficult <laughs> one because because i mean what has you know what's reese james done this season not a lot um you know chelsea have been a you know a bit of a nightmare really but he, you know he can explode anytime and robertson feels like he was getting that form back the last few games and and yeah, I mean, well, I've said about Liverpool's form, the better, but um, <laughs> unfortunately, um, but yeah, um, and then, but Dallow's just every, you know, every time he starts, he's just he's like a ghost point king as well. He's you know, whether it's um, you know actually you know quality in real life or not is another question, but right. you know, he's just whipping in crosses and getting key passes and just doing everything. So, I mean, his ghost points per start is one of the highest we have in the league. It's like eleven. Um, ghost points per start so amazing which is yeah exactly it's like oh this you know just like a cheat code basically but um Man, but yeah one so of my i biggest think draft day regrets right there yeah i think <laughs> yeah i mean i took him in like i don't know the eighth or ninth round in one league you know it's just silly isn't it um so yeah those are the kinds of things that win you leagues but um yeah i, I the reason i got robo top i think is is more partly the the form of Nunez as well. I think if if Robbo can you know get involved like he has been and whipping cross in, crosses into Nunez, then there's that potential there for you know for him to you know improve massively with the um um in terms of the you know his assist. I think I mean Liverpool can't get any worse like clean sheet wise right and right. you know defensively so so yeah just I'd, I'd bet on him having you know more starts than James um, just um, and whether 
James might have a you know a slightly higher um, ceiling and you know when he does start, but um, yeah, I think I'll just have him over him. Dallow's going to be consistent with the ghosts. Um, I just I don't know. United are a bit of a basket case, aren't they? You just don't know what you're going to get for them. So um, so uh, I mean, he he seems to ghost well despite all of that, if you will. So. Yeah, I'm just dropping him below. Just, just it's just the I feel like his ceiling is just that bit lower, um, whereas his floor will probably be higher. Um, so yeah, I mean, it depends on what your squad needs, maybe. But um, but yeah, I'll um, I'll take Robbo, James, and Dado for him. Yeah, I mean, if if you oh man, if you need if you're if you need defenders and you want an every week starter, I, I would not shame you for trading Reese James, even Reese James plus, you know, a sweetener for Delo. If you really needed somebody to to start for you week in and week out, because you know you're not going to get that from Reese James. Sure, but I, I think as soon as James starts a couple like, you know, after the World Cup break and he, you know, puts down some big scores, it's like you get much more than Delo for him. It's just that you know, yeah. That that yeah. that's that's my thinking behind that. No, I I totally yeah, I completely agree with that too. Um, Ryan, Robbie, and I are probably a little bit biased here, but um, <laughs> d- d- does it feel like Liverpool is turning the tide a little bit? Like, d- does it feel like maybe the defense is turning things around? I mean, c- can we start to trust Robertson again? Can we start to trust Van Dyke again? Man, that's. It's it's interesting because I haven't seen the last two. I haven't. I didn't watch the last two Liverpool games. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd really be depending on you guys for the the eye test there. Um, I'd still say no. <laughs> no. Well, I'd say lucky. no from from what I've seen. But you know, you yeah. don't know what's going to happen after the World Cup. This is it. You, you know, you could you know another month just to be like with the players and you know think about yeah. what's gone wrong and sort it out. But but yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I mean, don't you, think from what we've seen, you can trust it. Yeah, you'd, like you said, you'd think that um, there's nowhere to go but up, given their their history and what a bad first half of the season they had, and given the fact that most likely they'll have a pretty fit um, back line uh, emerging from the World Cup, unless you know, God forbid, VVD or or somebody gets uh, picks up a knock in the tournament. So you got to think that they're they're going to get better. Um, based off of that logic, I. I picked up uh, Trent kind of on a low, so I'm hoping uh, that's the case. But man, this one is really, really tough and paper thin. You can make a legit argument for either three to go to go number one. Um, yeah, I think you're right in the sense that uh, it really depends on your your team needs. James has the biggest uh, biggest ceiling. Robbo's kind of in between, and yeah, Delo will get you ten basically every every game, um, and the chance to get a bit more if they get clean sheets. So, oh god. Um, <laughs> well, if you follow your ghost point, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, um, but it's being being torn by my also no Man United policy. So, oh, that indeed, being, indeed, that is wild. He is third in the league behind Trippier and De Bruyne. Yeah, like that's crazy. The, the low, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. Um what's the latest on on James's injury? 
I think he updates? he nearly made the World Cup. I think. Yeah. So I think I think he'll. Um, you think I he think starts he, Boxing Day? Yeah, I mean, I I, I haven't seen anything to the contrary, but um, I guess we'll yeah, find but out more. Yeah, he's still going to be still going to mm. be eased in. You would think. Yeah, but we've got you know just over a month, haven't we? So yeah, yeah. I think I think period, he'll be fit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, just he, he won't have match fitness for a couple games. Uh, right. Sure. Sure. Right. But, true. Uh, God damn it! All right, <laughs> uh, I'll go. I'll go. James Robertson Delo, even though it's paper thin, and like I said, you can make an argument for any of them to be top. Yeah, that, that, that's I like it. That's a real good one. <laughs> um, let's. So I think we're gonna we're gonna be true to our word and, and not go super long. But I do want to ask you guys a couple more things. First of all, given this discussion we've just had defenders on draft day next year do they take a big hit based upon upon this year you know how how everybody the big narrative <laughs> the big narrative was finally like oh defenders are finally getting the praise they deserve defenders are getting the recognition they deserve in the draft game a lot of defenders go in first and second round and uh and and yeah we all we all saw what happened i th- i think they will but I think there'll be value next year. I think it's all cyclical. I I wouldn't be surprised if defenders get their, you know, Empire Strikes Back moment <laughs> next season. So I'm going to be looking to pick up the likes of probably Trent or any of those top defenders. Um, maybe now in like late first, early, early second. Yeah, Trent in the second um, round would be tasty, wouldn't it? Yeah. What do you think, Robbie? Yeah, it's a difficult one. I, I think we need to see how it plays out over the rest of the season um i mean we we just recently did a bit of um bit of work analyzing the um you know what was what was actually going going on in terms of the you know how why are the defenders you know scoring so badly um in terms of uh, like this season compared to last season it turns out it's mostly um aerials for center backs but oh. <laughs> and and goals as well but um and the um yeah so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a sort of a murky picture really but um yeah i i'm not i think a lot of that could you know could potentially be the you know the the teams that we've had come up um are um let's say you know not burnley and you know aren't <laughs> And uh, you know, like ball playing teams like um, like Fulham, and I, yeah. So it's, it's it's a difficult one in that sense. But you're right. You're right in the sense that a lot of the big name ones haven't performed. So Cancelo started off okay, he's tailed off. Trent less about the bit, less said about that the better. Robertson as well. Um, yeah, I mean the only the only one who's really gone crazy is Trippier. Um, who's just been amazing? So it's a uh, yeah, and and obviously you're you're only looking round round you know end of round three, start of round four for him in most drafts. So um, yeah, I, I think I want to see how it how it ends up playing out towards the end of the season before making that um, that decision, if you will. Yeah, um, yeah, but certainly the draft the draft where I took Robertson in the second round is really not. You know, didn't go well. So. <laughs> so far, so far. Yeah, yes, so far. Do you still have him? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, right. was, you couldn't have traded him out for anything useful, no. could you? 
No. Yeah. All right, Robbie, one more. Um, rank these four. World Cup, Group B. How does it <laughs> how does it end up? <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so um <laughs> It's an cue interesting the, cue one. the green one. Yeah, well, I have to. Um, <laughs> well, I've, um, my dad's actually Welsh, so. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. One, so. Where's um, Where's loyalties? Wales. Oh, he, he's Welsh. Yeah, yeah. He, he grew up in Wales, so he's <laughs> proper Welsh. Um, so um, yeah, whereas although I spent a lot of my early life in India and Canada, I'm, I'm growing up in England, so I'm I'm English and. That's uh, that's who I'll be supporting. Um, sure. But yeah, so hopefully I'll go England, Wales, Iran, wow. USA. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. You're no, really no, no. tempting me to go US top. <laughs> just, no, for no, the, no. just for the band. No, yeah, no. no. I mean, no. Okay, what do I think? I don't know. I haven't seen much enough of the States to really you know, know what you guys were about, to be honest, aside from... Uh, old Christian not playing much at Chelsea, but um, <laughs> yeah. And, and and our boy Brendan Harrison, obviously, Genie's boy, sorry. Genie's um, boy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, you know you'll know much more about that than me. I, I, I don't really feel too qualified to uh, to answer that one. But um but yeah, Wales, you know, with Bale with a few championship guys and a few pr- low level Prem guys, I mean they're they're can be more solid than you think. So yeah, um, got a lot yeah. of speed. Yeah, so I know I absolutely know nothing about Iran. So, um, yeah, um, let's say they come last, toss up between. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, England should go through, but they should. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. They'll go through. I mean, that that's not even that's not even a question. They'll obviously go <laughs> through. The question is, do they? You know, do they? Do they get first? And I, I think they do. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I think. England, USA, Wales, Iran. If Kirosh and the turmoil going on in Iran wasn't happening, I would be very tempted to go Iran three, Wales four. But mm, um, interesting. But yeah, I think it's it's probably going to go that way. Man, Wales is going to come down to their first game. If they can get a result against Iran, that would just you know. Well, England are playing. No, they Iran play the USA. Thing. They play. Oh, the I USA. mean, I mean, sorry, yeah. I mean, um, in that game, yeah, yeah, that game is going to be huge for for Wales. I think, yeah, if they I think win, every they team, shot. if not, they're screwed. Yeah, I think if every team like beats Iran, then it makes it you know that bit yeah. tighter and more interesting, doesn't it? Oh man! All right, one last thing: who is your World Cup dark horse? Netherlands. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I think they they have a great team on paper i think van hall has an interesting system that uh they'll just be really tough to play against um the only thing i'm kind of worried about is where the goal's going to come from because they don't really have a proper number nine they're going to be depending i think on depay and some others for that but um yeah i think they've they've got the ability to to crack on plus they have a pretty easy group so they'll get out of the group um and then yeah they'll be Nobody's going to want to face them in the in the knockouts. That's for sure. Robbie, oh man, I've really not looked into this enough, have I? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It's difficult because I think the 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 group that I quite like the look of, of like you know, clearly um, it's, it appears the group of death, if you will, is a group E with 
Germany, Spain, oh yeah, and Japan, Costa Rica, because Costa Rica aren't mugs, you know, they'll they'll just low block and try and <laughs> try Absolutely. and sort of sneak one out. So it's not an easy game. And Japan obviously have all these crazy little you know forwards like Matoma and um, uh, Minamino and the other guys. Um, but so yeah, there'll be that'll be an interesting one. But and I I I think a lot of people will be writing off Germany and and Spain to an extent just purely because they don't really have proper strikers anymore so they they just build on a sort of possession game and really sort of be quite solid defensively through that route um but I think if they can you know as we saw in the Euros with Spain if they can just keep things solid and nick nick you know nick a goal here and there um they could be dangerous but yeah I think Germany I think everyone's writing off so I think they could potentially be better than um, I, I don't expect them to win it, but I think they could maybe do a bit better than uh, than people might expect. Yeah, yeah. I, mm. I was just gonna say, unfortunately, it's sort of a disingenuous question because I don't, <laughs> I don't think this is much of a dark horse here at all. Mm. <laughs> I think you're gonna see it's very top heavy. <laughs> oh yes, mm. I think you're gonna see somebody like Brazil, Argentina, France, um, maybe like a Belgium take it. Um, but, but yeah, it's going to be one of these teams that's just a superstar squad through and through. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are just stacked, aren't they? I mean, you look at the Brazil squad. Oh, it's, it's insane. It's absolutely it insane. I mean, they, and they left Bobby. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where are they going to get the goals? <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he's been banging them in this year, hasn't he? Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> that's weird that here they would do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, they know him so well too. It's just really yeah. odd. Right, right. I'm quite looking forward to seeing Uruguay as well. Just that, you know, combo of Nunez and Suarez and just like crazy guys like They're always flying, up for it, it. flying into challenges yeah. and, you know, like really slow center backs that just like know the dark arts <laughs> and just basically just spend the whole time in the center box. Yeah, I've been the, playing um, for 20 years and they're, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. they're all just. Because I mean, how old is Godin now? Does Godin still start? I mean, you know, it's one of those. I, I don't think they're. <laughs> 11's changed in like 20 years <laughs> right yeah so um so yeah they're, they're always good good uh good value anyway yeah godin's still in there they, they took they took cavani with them wow I mean, so you're, okay. you're gonna see cavani sightings yeah he's been playing with valencia he's he's been decent <laughs> valencia was it yeah he went to valencia <laughs> that that went straight over my head oh. <laughs> amazing all right boys let's close her down um robbie appreciate you staying up with us today Oh, no problem, man. Yeah, glad to be here and so looking forward to a bit of a break and just actually watching some football. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a good time. Ryan, congrats, man. Um, Thank you. Oh, yeah. Congrats, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to say that at the start. <laughs> and if I had the Greenwood, I would play it, but let's go USA. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Pro- let's have it. Honestly, I'll just say this. Pro- please just prove me wrong. Like, I... Oh. I oh. know. <laughs> I know. I know. The last international break was was so hard, and um, anyway, we're still going to be rooting for the for the boys, but um, you know I got a soft spot for England too, so it's kind of hard. Anyway, enjoy your World Cup, listeners. It's been a blast. Thanks for joining us uh, on a little bit of fantasy football talk, and uh, and now we'll we'll leave you to go ahead and just dive headfirst into the World Cup. Remember that we do have our perfect eleven game that is going on with Draft Society. You can win yourself a nice. 2022 FIFA World Cup kit of your choosing um, and it's free to play. You'll see all the names of all the uh, draft 
draft community members on there. You know, you'll be competing with against uh, a lot of people that you that you know and that you see on Twitter. So that should be a good time. Anyway, join it up. We love you guys. Community are the best. We'll talk to everyone soon. Until next time. KPC out. Cheers. <laughs>